Welcome to Which Game First, where we explore the hilariously huge world of board games. Did we find any hidden treasures you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up this week, it's D6s all around, because that's how we roll in Gang of Dice. Next up, we're hopping all around the board to become the hair of the realm in Bunny Kingdom. And lastly, we lay down tiles all day, all night, and every day in 24-7 The Game. I'm your host, Celeste DeAngelis, here with my decades-long gaming buddies, Evan Bernstein. Hi, everyone. Ed Povolitis. Hi, let's game. And Mike Grenier. You kids get off of my lawn. (laughs) Sound like me. (laughs) Our first game up this week is Gang of Dice, designed by Reiner Nesia, published by Mandu Games in 2022. Number of players, two to four, ages eight and up. Playtime, 30 minutes. Okay, Mikey, what's in the box? The cover of the box shows a stacked gray dicey man with a slick suit and tie, a proud and fluffy white mustache, and a pair of cool aviator sunglasses reflecting his angry right angular rivals. (laughs) Inside we find 36 gang dice, 4 screens, 42 gang tokens, and 18 warning cards. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if this is a gang worth joining, Evan, hike up a pant leg and give us an overview of how it's played. Gang of Dice is, well, of course, a dice game with the object is to collect all of your opponent's dice. The dice are numbered one through five, but the sixth side is called the gangster, which counts as zero. (laughs) So it's a D6, zero through five value die. Hmm. Uh, Each one of them is. Each round, players reveal a warning card that displays a particular dice combination or threshold. For example, the card might read 7+, plus, which means you can roll as many of your dice as you like. But warning, rolling a total score over 7 will trigger a bomb and you'll automatically lose that round. If you get a bad roll, you can re-roll any of the dice up to three times. But once you've chosen the quantity of dice, you can't add or subtract dice once they're rolled the first time. How many dice do you roll? Well, you choose. You can choose as many of your dice as you like. Obtain the highest result without triggering the combination indicated on the card. That's the key. The player who rolls the highest result without bombing out wins the round and gains the dice that were rolled by all players. You're collecting everybody else's dice. The game lasts 12 rounds, so at the end of the game, the player with the most dice wins and takes their dice home. Winning! Winnie is the best. Uh, I can't remember who won when we played on Board Game Arena, but I, I remember who lost. I was me. I won because Evan went crazy. I wanted to see, yes, I, I wanted to test it out and see what rolling 22 dice at a time. Because really, when can you roll 22 dice in a game at one time? It doesn't happen that often. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, it was... Um, fun to play on board game arena with pretend dice but is it ever as fun as rolling the real thing no no i got Can't to compare. roll a real thing in yes, the real version of this at um packs unplugged nice so that was a lot of fun it was a very attractive game when you're walking down the aisles of the open gaming area because it has that funny looking box cover with the like cop glasses over a mustache and uh 
and it, and it comes with your own, you know, deep, what we like to call dungeon master screen, a little cardboard mm-hmm. folded screen that you get to roll or keep your dice behind, which was fun. Um, on Board Game Arena, uh, we didn't have that, but we didn't need it because Board Game Arena does that key, dice keeping uh, for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of ha- of the play style, having to match these pictures of rules with the dice you rolled? I, I thought mean, it was. Uh, go ahead, Ev. That's no, right. the black art style is kind of cool. I mean, I think everything kind of like Minecraftian in a way. Not mm-hmm. quite, but a little bit. Yeah, the art is boxy like that. Yeah, yeah I thought it was. Uh, the The cards were kind of flashy. You know, they didn't really need to have any pictures on them at all because what you're trying to achieve each turn is pretty simply understood. You know, like uh, they're just saying if you have two dice that are equal to each other at the end of your roll, you bomb out. You know what I mean? So, and the symbols are pretty simple with that. Once you learn the couple symbols that this game needs, uh, it's it's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had to learn the iconography a little bit. Like, like, what did I mean by this? It's one, two, oh, a sequence. Because you had this mm-hmm. like blank plus one plus two. It was like, okay, what does that mean exactly? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but once you know, okay, you mean a sequence of three. All right, got it. Yep. Evan, you said it reminded you of a couple of other games. Old games, in fact. I mean, the fact that you have to collect other people's dice or win other people's dice. I mean, that that's marbles as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> right. Which who knows how long that's been played, uh-huh. you know. Mm-hmm. You know, you saw it in all the old kids shows from the 30s and things. So it's probably yeah. way even before that. And uh, Yahtzee, you know, because you get to, you get to do the re-rolls and try to come up with the uh, best possible combination that you can. So Marbles meets Yahtzee. Yeah, I think people are really familiar with the Yahtzee mechanic. If you just said the Yahtzee mechanic, that means roll your dice, pick up some of the dice, roll them again, and you get one more shot to pick up some more dice and roll them again. That's a, <laughs> that's a nice uh, basis for the game that, that makes it easy to learn because they're familiar with something really popular. Definitely familiar. Mm-hmm. I like that the D6s uh, have a one that is a mustache <laughs> and, a, and sunglasses instead of the numeral one. No, it's no, it's zero. Zero. That's, that's the zero. Oh, that's the zero, right, that's right, right. Zero. So, yep. you know, <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, it was, yeah, it was unpleasant getting the mustache and glasses. I mm. remember that. Well, but I, sometimes you needed the, yeah. the zero, <laughs> right? Depending on what the card tells you, the warning card, which is really where the entire game lies. It's all mm. in the warning cards. It kind of messed me up a couple times because, you know, I, I'm really quick at calculating dice odds. I did a lot of, like, math at home, figuring out dice odds for stuff like craps. But when you're looking at dice that are 0 through 5, even though it's the same range, it still, for some reason, messed me up to know what I could possibly roll to beat the other person without the 6s there. Yeah, I think it's a really clever use of the dice because in this game, you get the bat. As many dice as you want. You want to roll 10 dice, go for it. Mm-hmm. But it's tricky. Having more dice doesn't necessarily mean uh, a higher result because oh, no. of that zero. Mm-hmm. It yep. is possible to roll six dice, get all zeros, and still end up with nothing. That's right. <laughs> and somebody else just rolls two dice, gets a higher result. They take your six dice away. Thank you very much. Well, yeah. that's the nature of push your luck, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, mm-hmm. no, totally. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, in some cases, there's no amount of dice that you could grab to beat the last person's roll, though, depending on what the warning card mm-hmm. was. And sometimes when you look at that 
uh, is facing you, you might want to only roll one die. It would automatically fail, but you'll only lose one die because the cool, clever part of this game, I thought, was that the dice you roll to try to win with are also your stake in the turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that the card isn't so much a goal as a thing to avoid. Right. right? Yeah, in so way, it's yeah. interesting that it's a warning card, mm-hmm. not a yeah. goal card. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's a warning card. And I think it's another little slightly tricky thing. And there's two types of warning cards. Those mm-hmm. that if this condition happens at any point, boom, it blows up on you. Yep. Well, the other one is that you only check that warning at the end of your turn. Mm-hmm. So you still know if you still have rerolls left, you can kind of still maybe get out of the way in time. Right. Right. Makes your push the luck a little bit more flexible. Yeah, exactly. You're you're willing to take a little bit more risk if the card doesn't have an immediate fail on it. Like some of them were just like if you don't have any odd numbers or something like that, you could just fail immediately. So mm-hmm. you know you might want to roll a couple more dice, but don't go too crazy. Like I, I don't know. There was a lot of cards that you had to assess the risk of the card differently each time or you could just grab too many dice and, and almost be assured of failure. Yeah, and I like how you can almost edge people on with that. You know, <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a yes. you're going to need more dice to beat that, aren't you? <laughs> yep. Yep. I love that. <laughs> uh, leave it to Reiner Nesia to come up with a, a fresh take on something as basic as just rolling a a handful of d6s Mm -hmm. it is interesting to see where reiner comes up with what he thinks is a challenge like we we know from interviewing him and having him do a lecture at board at our board game design conference that he really is drawn he really is drawn toward things that he finds to be a personal challenge or Mm -hmm. personally Mm -hmm. interesting like okay i haven't tried that before let me try that. So it and is interesting to see him take a, take a old fashioned thing like just rolling dice and matching stuff. And I know. And as far as that goes, it was a cool spin. The warning card versus the goal card was a cool spin. Mm-hmm. The the odds making of zero to five versus uh, one to six is really it is really interesting. It does totally throw you off yeah. because when you see a d six, you're programmed to think. Uh, a different way about there. it. Yeah, you're just programmed <laughs> to think of the odds differently than what you yeah. have to do for this game. Right. Uh, I'm, I, I will say this. On Board Game Arena, I didn't really recognize this game. Even mm-hmm. though it has the same mustached guy on the dice and the D6s are black, I literally did not recognize this game uh, as the one I had played physically. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's because the structure of having a card folded in front of you, a, a screen in front of you, flipping cards and that bright yellow explosion that is on the card didn't really play through strong enough on Board Game Arena. Yeah. So, yeah. so it was it was interesting for me to be surprised to see that I had played this game before. For. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and it made um those check at the end of your turn versus check immediately whether or not you failed mm. uh was a lot more obvious in the physical game because of the card backgrounds were a lot easier to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I-, I wanted to say one more thing about Reiner Nesia too, actually, that one thing I noticed about him as opposed to some other game makers that even though he makes like complicated games and stuff, he wants to uh, how do I say this? He he wants to give more rather than take away. Like he'd rather not have a lot of negative points in his games. He'd rather have you roll more dice if you want to and take more risk, you know? Mm-hmm. And this game is a perfect example of that. Good point. And I want to add to Celeste's 
uh, chance that she, because she got to play it in person that I think perhaps the one advantage to playing it online as opposed to in person is that like I I made a roll of 22 dice. If I rolled 22 dice on a table, half of those <laughs> dice would have wound up on the floor. <laughs> so there's no chance of that happening online. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, hey, you know, dice do, you know, and gravity. They hit the floor. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, they definitely hit the floor while I was playing because they're actually the, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, uh, the open gaming table area, it has very narrow tables too. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're yeah. rectangular, Ooh, you know, yeah. so you're not, it's not a nice big square or anything. And um, also the coins were really fun to grab, but, you know, a little hard to keep track of and a little mm-hmm. clunky in real life, you know, mm-hmm. whereas Morgan Marina does all that for you. But it is yeah. nice to grab up the money yourself. Definitely. (laughs) Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Gang of Dice. Ed? Go ahead. Roll five dice if you feel lucky. You know those dice are going to my pool anyway, right? Gang of Dice mixes that push your luck with a bit of using good rolls to muscle others around. Yeah, sure, it could be a bit too random, but I had enough fun to dig it up to roll with the gangs one more time. Mike? Oh, it was really hard to resist the possibility of rolling a nearly open-ended amount of dice each turn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't do what Evan did, uh, luckily, So, but, <laughs> but it was hard to resist. Um, it was clever how the dice you used were also the stakes for each turn, um, and that made it a lot of fun for me. I'd definitely play this again, dig it up. Evan? I was losing anyways, which is why I rolled all my dice on the last <laughs> yeah. round of yeah. the game, so it didn't matter. I wanted to see it. Gang of Dice. So, if yeah, if you love rolling <laughs> dice, Celeste, right? How can you not love this game? In many ways, it's a throwback, but in other ways, it's a new recipe on the most common piece of gaming equipment, the six-sided die. Mm-hmm. Uh, my only regret is that I didn't get to play it in person. Dig it up. Uh, Yeah, I mean... Uh, the only thing I can say bad about it is I would have liked to have rolled the dice more often. Um, I think a two-player game might actually serve better to be just because you get to roll a lot more um, or faster. Uh, so that I, I did enjoy playing it uh, one-on-one at the um, uh, at PAX Unplugged a little bit better than I like playing it online and waiting for my turn with four people. Uh, overall, uh, there's not anything not to like it's a great little warm-up game and who doesn't love rolling dice dig it up which dice games do you rule like a boss let us know (laughs) we are at which came first on all social media (laughs) hey guys what's going on with which game first Monday night is Witch Game First, a board game podcast live board game night. We invite you to come along and watch us in action as we discover a brand new board game never played before. We go exploring and we want you to explore with us. 8 o'clock Eastern Coast time of the United States. Join us because we are interactive with you at the same time that we're playing the game. We'll answer your questions. We'll take your tips. We'll uh, take your criticisms as well. I know I need them. And also (laughs) we'll often play games with you as well on the side trivia among other things so it's a real fun experience for everyone and we want you all to join us monday nights yeah and become a patron so you can hear us do our bonus points bonus points yeah yeah we did two last week we're doing another one this week normally we do it every other week um but it's a patrons only short mini podcast where we talk about all types of ranges of topics usually they lead back somewhere towards board gaming but not always hmm 
And we just want to give a shout out to our patrons. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you. If you want to become a patron of this show, just go to our website, click on become a patron, and you will get access to the entire back catalog of our patron-only podcast called... Bonus points points are pointing at you. (laughs) Uh, It's quite a few uh, episodes, I think over 50 now, right? And... Mm -hmm. um, and a couple of je- hidden gem episodes uh, for our patron only of the full podcast. Full and, show. Yep. And I also wanted to quickly give a shout out since we were talking about a Reiner Nizia game today. Board Game Design Conference online. is The tickets are still available if you want to watch the videos of the live conference that we already did. It has 15 uh, industry um, professionals that talk about many aspects of the board game industry and how to design board games for yourself, including Reiner Nizia and Martin Wallace. Just so 10 you, bucks. Just yep, 10 bucks. Just 10 bucks. If you want to go to boardgamedesignconference.com, grab a ticket and you'll have access to all those videos. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Our next game up this week is Bunny Kingdom. Hoppity, hoppity, hoppity. Designed by Richard Garfield. Oh, hey. snap. Of Robo Rally fame. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, none of those other games that he designed. <laughs> just, just Robo Rally. Yes, the most important one, right? Yeah. Published Rally. by Aiello in 2017. Number of players, two to four, ages 12 and up. Playtime, 45 minutes. Mike, what's in the box? The box boasts a boisterous bundle of bunnies bursting blithely from their burrows. <laughs> Wow. The peasant from peasants to knights, these hares gaze upon their kingdom with pride from a nearby hilltop. Inside, we find a new world board, 144 rabbit figurines, 39 cities, 24 building tokens, 182 exploration cards, and a four player aid cards. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if this game is a crowning achievement, Evan. Spring open the rules for us. (laughs) Bunny Kingdom. It's a card drafting and area control game where you lead a clan of rabbits to glory by gathering resources and building new cities across the kingdom. The game is played on a grid, 10 spaces by 10 spaces, and each space has a specific coordinate. So think, you know, battleship. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of the cards you're drafting show the coordinates where you're going to place your rabbits. And some coordinates yield resources, which are going to help you achieve more carrot points, victory points. Try to connect (laughs) your areas orthogonally to grow your warren in map size because that will yield higher point values. When you control certain areas, you can build new cities. Cities will multiply the value of that particular territory. So connecting more areas will mean a higher result when multiplying the city's level. Settle in lakesides or fields to collect water and grow carrots, gather mushrooms in the green forest, and climb the highest mountains to discover rare and precious resources. After each turn, your groups of continuous warrens grant you points depending on the cities and different resources that they include. The game ends after four rounds, and the player with the most points wins the game and is crowned Regent of Hassenpfeffer. Regent of Hassenpfeffer, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> well, look, you it, guys, look it up. <laughs> you guys played this on board game arena. So very many bunnies. How did oh it look? God. It was wild. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, um, was it crazy to like keep track of everything? 
and watch. Well, like, a lot watch. of work for you, Ashley. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is the kind of game where maybe Board Game Arena helps you um, <laughs> to keep track, as Ed said, keep track of lots of different things for you and let you know about where your le- next legal moves are, are, are allowed to be, mm-hmm. depending on what you've got. So it, it, it helps guide you through your turn. A horrifying part of the layout of the <laughs> yeah. physical board is half of the board is taken up by the zero to 100 score <laughs> track. The score track is wait, huge. Wait, wait, did you notice in the upper right corner of that track the uh, marker plus that says 200. plus 200? Plus 200, So you yeah. can go into the 200s and beyond. <sighs> yeah. Insanity. But it's beautiful, it. though. Like this board, like the, the little art touches on this board... And like the quality of it, I see. I saw it in person. Actually, it's mm. a it's a great quality board. It's beautiful looking. The art is really nice. The colors pop too. I I thought, you know, that was a little bit of that was maybe lost online, but that's something I don't want to to bypass because it's a it's a really nice game. Yeah, because it, it looks like you have like forty, like thirty to forty bunnies on the board at any one time. Plastic yeah. figurines. Oh yeah, you play till I think the entire grid gets filled. Yeah, yeah. As long yeah as you fill up almost every space make. on the grid yeah, with bunnies. So, holy yeah. cow! Three person game. Well, and there you go. You're gonna have about 30, 33 bunnies on the board. Wow. Yeah, I think it's thirty six bunnies per color. So yeah. Holy cow! One hundred and forty four bunnies. <laughs> twelve That's by twelve. A lot of bunnies. I mean, know? it's kind of cool seeing the pictures 10. of all the bunnies yeah. bunched together. It's yeah. like wow. That's a lot of bunny. That's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, no, I'm saying 144 could cover a 12 yeah. by 12 board. Yeah, the board is actually 10 by 10, but... Yes, yep. Yeah. Wow. But enough to cover it all. All right, so on BGA, kept track of a lot for you, mm-hmm. which you think is better um, because why? What's oh, so? Wow. Bu- what is so busy about your moves? Uh, you're playing on a grid, and you're trying to keep things kind of bunched together and mm-hmm. for some reason it's in my in my head at least it's really hard to think of j5 being next to k5 <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> like Aww. i know it makes sense you don't have a like, grid of the mind right yeah <laughs> well plus because k5 is also next to k6 and k4 and and l5 you know what i mean like they're all bunched <laughs> together but when you see different letters or different numbers you don't necessarily think of them being next to each other. So mm. roll, scrolling your, your mouse uh, pointer over the top of the card that you're thinking about taking shows the locations where it could oh. end up on the board, like <sighs> highlights them. So yeah, handy. Yeah. Yeah, that is very handy. I mean, I guess not everybody's a chess player where they instantly think good location. Mm-hmm. And Celeste, do you remember in, when we played uh, The Search for Lost Species? How there were some mm-hmm. barriers on the board in which some of those yes. hexes were not con- were not actually connected. Well, yeah. you have you have the same thing going on in this game. Uh-huh. So just, you, you just can't look at it as an open ten by ten and go, you know, just your limit. You do have some limitations on mm. what connects to what. Yeah, so then it's mm-hmm. doubly handy that they light up the board for you. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So mm-hmm. handy. Yeah, I would I would certainly prefer that. Mm-hmm. And not seeing a giant scorecard. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, luckily there's not a ton of instant scoring that you have to worry about. You know, most of the scoring is like end the game scoring. Mm -hmm. So at least you don't mess up so bad as you play that you can't catch the score that you should have gotten. Well, they're scoring at the end of each round, but there are only four rounds. So that's not too terrible. Yeah, no, that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. There's a whole set of cards that if you hold on to them. Uh, they only will score you at the end. That's where you, you know, obviously where the most points are going. There's a chunk of points there. Right. Yeah. Ed, Ed you're, uh, you wanted to aim for those connected lands? 
Yeah, because I mean, the connected land add to your multiplier if you connect multiple cities or mm-hmm. they get resources and multiple resources and they all start multiplying and start getting big numbers. But there's so many other cards you can take too that are not associated with any location. They're just bonus points for doing different things. Mm-hmm. For example, maybe you're not connecting so many things because somebody drafted the card you needed to connect everything. Well, maybe you can shift gears and... And go for the one that reward you for having lots of disconnected territory. Mm. Yeah. I, mm. I, I kind of made the mistake. Well, I don't know if it was a mistake or just a bad luck of the draw from what ended up in my hand. Luck of the uh, draft. Yeah, luck of the draft. Right, exactly. <laughs> Still, Yeah, it is a draw, but there's also potential to like fix the fix it with the draft. But one of the things I did was I ended up taking or ending up with too many bonus cards and not enough cards that actually gave me specific locations the grid so cards, yeah. yeah cards like if you have nine ocean tiles get 20 points at the end of the game or something but then not taking enough tiles to get the nine ocean tiles because they just didn't come into my hand mm. <laughs> so you know <coughs> gotta be careful the cards, about not <clears throat> sorry the That's cards a... look beautiful yeah oh, the yeah, pictures sure on the cards yeah mm-hmm. yeah the really nice beautiful. art and very um uh, there's a lot of expression from the bunnies on those yeah. cards. Oh, that's oh, yes. awesome. They're, they're characters, yeah. no doubt about it. Definitely. That's very cool. So it says on the box that the playtime is 45 minutes. <laughs> now, I know that we like to try on our um, on the games that we play online, which we all do for the for the video version. Mm-hmm. So you can any game that we've played online, you can see us playing it mm-hmm. if you go to our youtube channel or twitch they're channel or facebook mm-hmm. um we don't just play games online and not put them out on video they're all for video um and it's a, it's kind of like a we're learning to play as you watch us kind of thing mm-hmm. and uh it's it's often a good way to also learn the game along with us but when you play online we try to keep it to games that we can play in under an hour just mm-hmm. so that the videos aren't too long, people, you know, just so it's not to bore the audience. Um, 45 minutes is a really long game for us to play and, and hope that we can get it done in an hour. How did mm-hmm. you guys do? We did good. We got yeah. 52 minutes. Yeah. yeah. That's great know, for us. Yeah. That's with learning the rules yeah. and everything. Serious. I be- do you think uh, Board Game Arena helped in that regard? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I think we could get it on a second playthrough now that we know how the cards work and trigger with each other. I think we could play it and I think we could get a 45 in if we wanted to. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, I absolutely. mean, oh, the you mean for Bunny Kingdom? For Bunny Kingdom. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think we can get it in in 45. Okay. Yeah, well, we did. Well, I mean, the, the point is a 45 minute game online sometimes takes us an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. That's the play. thing. Right. No, I so think that this we one got it as advertised. Yeah. Minutes, then, yeah. You know, very very nice. good for us. Guys, yeah, why, well, did, you, why do you if think... you listen to Board Game Arena, they claim the game with twenty three minutes. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, that's <laughs> right. Oh, you're right, Ed. That's right. Ed. Did you say that? Uh, no, that's that's what everybody knowing what they're doing and, and, and mapping to it. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, got our work cut out. For so, us. so we were still double the time, just Board Game Arena's time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> True story. Uh, Evan, did you get a chance to talk about the different towers? I know you wanted to talk about that. Well, yeah, there were some obviously some special cards which allowed you to put to do some special things uh, on your territory and sort of enhance them. And one of the things, and actually, I didn't take advantage of it. They have these towers, and I, I think they were called sky towers, um, in which, again, you're looking to connect your lands um, orthogonally, so up left, right, up down, um, 
but uh, you know you can't always go in on continuous space. You're likely going to have two or three different areas of the board that you're going to control. But a sky tower allowed you con to connect to uh, warrens, as they call them, which were you know not otherwise connected. So I thought mm -hmm. you know cards like that were pr pretty cool. You know, uh, uh, advancement of the game or a neat neat aspect of the game. Mm. Mike, did you want to say something about Garfield design here? Um, I mean, you know, uh, he's made a couple <laughs> okay games out there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's got some minor successes. I mean, yeah. check this out, guys. Not only Magic the Gathering, okay, which is, of course, a blockbuster, but I mean, he's got Netrunner, he's got King of Tokyo, Celeste oh, wow. yeah. Robo Rally. I mean, mm -hmm. man, these games are all just killer. Yeah. Yeah. Huge games. Yeah. All Huge really games. fun too. I mean, it's not like he just cranks out garbage. Like this guy is putting out well thought out games. He seems to know what he's doing. He seems to know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. But but he's keeping it fresh, you yeah. know. And that's not what every game designer does once they no. get huge. Oh no. So it's um, it's it's nice to see. And this is different, um, in a lot of ways than other games. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, he's got so he has such variety in his game yeah. style. So and they and they're usually they're usually fun to play. He mm. definitely has a lighthearted spirit about his yeah, games. Yeah, absolutely for most games. Yeah. <laughs> and Mikey, uh, how was the cleanup on Board Game Arena? <laughs> oh, snap them fingers, baby! I'm cleaned up. I love it, man. This thing would take forever to clean up on a regular table. There's like stacks of cards. I mean, it wouldn't be the worst game yeah. we played, but still. Oh my gosh, it would take 144 Ed. bunnies. It would take it would take Ed 20 minutes yeah. to put this game away. I was away just for gonna me. say, not just the 144 bunnies, which you know, if they were, if it was my box, would be swept into the box. Oh my off god. The table. Yeah. Just tip the table over to get watching the Ed place every single bunny back in the box where it belongs. It, oh, oh my man. god, All clean up! The same direction. You'd have to have another number on the box that said clean up <laughs> yeah, time. Clean up yeah, time. right. Separate Game time. Forty five minutes. Yeah. Clean up time. Twenty one minutes. So <laughs> true. Yeah. No, that was great though. I love. Uh, that's why some games, even though they're beautiful in person, I like to play them online just for the cleanup alone. Mm -hmm. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Bunny Kingdom. Mike? They really got fancy with the components, which I appreciate. You know, the board was beautiful and stuff. Even though we didn't see a lot of that online or at least get to appreciate it, it was still really nice. As I said before, like, cleanup was a breeze for this game. But the gameplay was cool, too, even though, you know, the draft was a little bit luck based. I ended up getting my butt kicked. It was still a lot of fun. So I'll say dig it up. Evan? Bunny Kingdom. I felt it was an easy to learn and easy to play area control game. Not really sure why it's listed as a age 14 and over game. <laughs> yeah. But huh. uh, other than that, yeah, the grid was easy to follow. I thought there were lots of ways to score points and good for replayability. Dig it up. Ed? Drafting location on the board or getting those cool end game gold makes for very interesting choices every turn there can be a lot of points to add up but bga does all the heavy lifting for you. <laughs> i'll yep. dig them carrots up for a mighty bunny kingdom <laughs> well which bunny themed game makes you hop <laughs> let us know we're at which game first on social media our last game up this week is 24-7, the game, 
designed by <laughs> Carrie Grayson, published by Sun River Games. Number of players, two to four, ages eight and up, playtime, 20 minutes. Nice. Mike, what's in the box? The cover of the box shows a mostly empty sepia-esque background with Big Ben kind of leaning over the edge as if peeking into the frame and a minimalistic clock with the game's title in the foreground. Inside we find a board, 40 numbered tiles, 4 tile racks, a time card, and 20 timeout stones. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if this game kept us up all night, Evan, <laughs> give us the 411 on the 24-7. 24-7 The Game is described as a light, abstract strategy game. So players take turns laying up to six of their tiles on a 7 by 7 grid and scoring points for adjacent tiles that create runs, sets, and sums of 7 or 24. Diagonals do count, so you have to think outside that orthogonal box. You score for combinations of tiles in up to four different directions. Can you block your opponent from scoring? Oh, yes. And you may <laughs> need to play that way in order to keep the game close. You keep playing until the board fills up or when no more legal tiles can be played. Highest score wins, and their prize is that they have to go to work for the night shift of a 24-7 convenience store. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Mikey said we played it on Board Game Arena, and Mikey said sapia esque. Yeah. To me, this looks kind of <laughs> like a. It's got a color mixture of a bruise. Yeah. Almost. Oh, you know? Yeah. Purple, Fleshy flesh tone. Yeah. yeah. Like a little green almost in there. It's like yeah. Bruise it's a little off putting. This color scheme mm -hmm. is a little off putting. Um, it does yeah. look kind of sickly in a lot of well, ways. <laughs> I, you know, in contrast to the tile, which is simply a white tile or an ivory tile with uh, black colored numbers and, and pips. Yeah, it looks uh, like dominoes. It, it, yeah. So, so it, it, yeah, it, yeah, they almost look like playing cards in a way. The contrast yeah, works. Dominoes, I, th yeah. I think you know it's not like it you know blends in or anything. And you, yeah, yeah, having trouble, you can distinguish. Well, that's it. true. Okay. Uh -huh, okay. I'll give, you I'll, that. Gi I'll give it. I'll give it the contrast bonus. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, they chose colors, which, yeah, sure, we probably would not have chosen. There were other things that could also contrast, but it works. Yeah, I mean, they were blendy too. Like the colors just kind of like look like mushy, blended background yeah. color. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like some sort of um, a bleeding effect gradient. almost. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. a bleeding effect almost. Yeah. Spotty. Yeah, which isn't great for a grid. You know, for a grid to have a gradient on it is kind mm -hmm. of wacky. Uh, but, you know, okay. All right. Fine. Somebody yeah, went you a little see that, like, in, in, overboard in, with. Yeah. And in, in a, in a, where territory, you know, means something like a mountain yeah. range versus a field or yeah. something. Okay. Yeah. Then you can have the different stuff. But on a game like this, nah, you didn't, really didn't need it. Nah, didn't really need it. Ha I see in the physical game, you get a night, you get a nice, like, do um, Scrabble style rack to put your mm -hmm. chips in, which is nice. Mm -hmm. um, so, how did it, you know, kind of feel to play online? Scrabble esque. It did. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was nice. No peeking at everybody's you know, numbers or something over the short little Scrabble thing. I guess was fine. You know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but this game does. You know, I mean, if you're going to compare it to something that everybody knows, it's most associated with Scrabble. I would say in its look yeah. and its feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the game playing okay. feels gravelish to me, except for like, no, numbers. Now, what do you <laughs> think of 
the whole collection of time concept, meaning how did it sit with the theme? Did it feel like theme-informed play? Theme? Nah, I didn't feel it. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, it says you, you're supposed to collect time. Yeah, but and the, the game the, is called yeah. 24-7, so did it feel yeah. like time was a real element? No, no not that's, I mean, time, minutes is your victory point. Me, uh, no, you it, almost like like playing like setback or something where like oh, okay, I managed to score a seven here and a twenty four there, and here's a run. So yeah, I got ten minutes for this, twenty minutes for that, and sixty minutes for this other thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yay, yeah. ninety minutes! All right, rack them up. <laughs> yeah, just ninety points though. Like honestly, yeah, I just didn't okay. feel like the theme was there. Like I didn't yeah. feel anything about collect, especially because I didn't feel like I was collecting time. I felt like I was putting time down on the board. <laughs> like oh. I'm putting numbers on a board. I don't feel like I'm collecting anything. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, and the score pad. When you play the physical version, you get a score pad. Right, so you're just writing down numbers. There's no. It's not mm-hmm. like you're collecting tokens or you know little uh, hour or, gla- hourglass, you know, chips that say I was, was going to say, were you handed yeah. a pocket watch and you just keep to add time to it or something? That would be yeah. cool. That would be cool. Yeah. I mean, an expensive prop to do the same thing maybe, as the... As maybe the what this game needs... You can use a cardboard spinner to represent a clock Ooh, and, like, see, keep adjusting you your time and then, like, you Boom. know, first person to get to midnight or noon or something, you know. This game whatever. needs a sound effect that, or something. That could be cool. Yeah. So yeah. Exactly. you sound like me. <laughs> you're like one of just remake the game after well, you play I'm just it. Trying to, yeah we're just trying to add in the theme but you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the ticking clock sound effect would have may have helped i may hate that helped. sound oh. <laughs> oh, time's running out oh, i hate that sound <laughs> but yeah there's a lot of ways they could have enhanced the theme on this i don't think they really cared i think they started with an abstract the numbers 24 and 7 were interesting to them by the tiles they used. And they said, oh, 24 and 7, that sounds like mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And that's basically the where thing, it ended. I think it's always yeah. a little trouble on theme when you only have to say 24-7, the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you nailed it there, Ed. Yeah, good one. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Oh, well, Ed, you, you also said the Board Game Arena helps you out a lot with the math. Is there a, a lot to keep track of? I mean, with the all the locations, the math you can go to is 24. So, you know, quickly there's like, okay, I can only put a 4 or lower here. Or in this location, I can only go 7 or lower over here. And... And, and if you, you manage to get a thing where you can't play anything at all, you start blocking them off. And mm-hmm. so you start like saying, okay, if I put something here, no one can be able to play anything in the other direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you almost start thinking like, okay, how can I block? As if, you could, if you don't see any combination to score a run yourself, or you can see that, okay, Mikey's starting to build up. Let's say he put a four, put another four. I don't got a four. And mm-hmm. you bet you he does. So I might as well screw that up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and you can tell, like, you know, the tiles are limited, unlike dice where you can just roll stuff. The the tiles actually have a, a limit to the number of certain numbers. So once you see two fours out there, you're like, all right, well, uh, you know. I, yeah, I'm, the distribution is pretty yeah, small. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Okay. Well, was that helpful, though? I mean, were you guys tracking that? A little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's not something you can pay attention to the whole game, probably, but... 
because the tile when the style, tiles start filling up on the board, you really kind of start losing track of what's been played or what people were saying they wanted to play. You know, like you can yeah. kind of get some information. But after a while, it's just like, can I even get a tile on the board anymore? Yeah, <laughs> anymore? it was more like. Well, it's not that much that you have to track it per se, because it's, it's unlike um, a game of cards where you see it only for an instant and it goes away. Mm-hmm. Everything played is on the board. Yeah. So you can see, okay, there's two fours on the board. No, I got the other two. Yeah. Okay, that's it. There's no more fours out there. Right, right. Yeah, you're looking for the tile that you need, and therefore you go looking for it if you need it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're not really otherwise paying attention. I don't think so much to. And the distribution is exactly the same as a deck of cards, or no? There's four of everything, or. Uh, there's the tiles are numbered uh, yeah, I think one, through four, one through ten. One through ten, and then it's four times is one it through ten. Four yeah. of each. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, so it's that's not that not hard too, to track. Yeah, that's yeah. not hard to keep nah, track of. Nah. If you're a card player, it's, it's easier than a regular <laughs> yeah. deck. The the really hard thing to track, though, and and I worry about this playing it in person. Like, I, I feel like it's almost unplayable in person because, like, once you start, like, playing a tile, if somebody plays a tile in a spot that wasn't legal, like, yeah. and you miss it, then oh, you, there's whoops. no way to backtrack. <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> undo, undo, undo. <laughs> you, can't, you can't, right? I mean, there's no way to backtrack it. And BGA doesn't let you do an illegal move. It doesn't is that let correct? you. Right. Correct. Exactly. Yeah, it will prevent you from making a bad move. Yeah, move-up. that is handy. There's an advantage. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Mike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rule locking. You have to have, yes, you have to have some math ability mm-hmm. <laughs> to play the game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Correct. Right. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury 24-7, the game. Evan? 24-7, the game is kind of a blend of the two games we just reviewed. I, there's a simplistic element, <laughs> almost a throwback <laughs> feel, like kind of like Gang of Dice was. And it takes place on a grid, like Bunny Kingdom. So it's a quick <laughs> game, a warm-up game, if you will. And as long as math doesn't get you down too much, I think you'd have a go at it. <laughs> dig it up. <laughs> Mike? I don't know. Picking random tiles can be fun, <laughs> but like as the board filled up, the game became less exciting, leading to a kind of anticlimactic ending. So for me, I just had to bury it. Ed? Yeah, it's a scrapple, except for what numbers. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was kind of an interesting puzzle for a little while, but I don't see myself wanting to keep punching that clock. So I'm going to have to bury it. <laughs> Well, which tile laying game has you thinking 24-7? We'd love to hear from you about it or about this game. If you've played it, let us know where which game first on social media. And that brings us to the end of our show. We really look forward to hearing from you guys. We are on Discord. We are on Instagram and Facebook. Come and see us. Come talk to us. We want to know what kind of games you're playing. And if you have time, please leave us a like, a rating, or a review anywhere where you see this podcast. It's a huge benefit to us and to any new people interested in board games. Happy gaming, explorers. It's the gang of dice. I think I want to join. <laughs> it's time to go hop it around for them carrots. <laughs> time is on my side. Yes, it is. 